Sangram here, super excited. On March 4th, we launched account-based marketing foundations course on LinkedIn in partnership with LinkedIn. There are 19 videos, four minutes and under. So literally in an hour, you can be account-based marketing certified if you have a LinkedIn account. So again, I don't need your email address or anything like that. You can literally go on LinkedIn. If you have a premium account, you can do it for free. If you don't have a premium account, then you can get a 30-day free subscription to that and they will let you take the course. And then you can put that certificate on your LinkedIn saying that you are account-based marketing certified. So good luck. Check it out. It's only going to last for 30 days. So I'm going to have this snippet run for the next few weeks and then it will be gone. So if you want to take this course for free, check it out, go. And this is going to make and change the way you do marketing in your organization. Our ABM team is connected at the hip with our sales channel. So not a day goes by where I don't get an email, a text, a phone call from someone in the sales channel who's working on something towards ABM. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, and in these episodes, we focus on one of two things. We'll either be sharing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from a Flip My Funnel event, or you'll hear Sangram and someone from the Terminus team discuss how they're getting better in a specific functional area of Terminus's business. And remember, like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. This is awesome. So we're going to get, as always, this is like the best thing. This is the best time, right? So Julian is going to come in and just share a little bit about what Thompson Ryder does, where they are on the journey for ABM, and then we can ask a ton of questions and, and just launch into it. So one of the things that I learned from Julian is that she actually has been swimming with sharks at least once. <laughs> at least once. So... You, maybe you can start with that and then walk into the Thompson Rider story. All right? Well, let's go. Give it up for Jillian. Well, thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited to be here. As Sangram said, I have swam with sharks at least once, and it was not by choice. I promise you that. I was on a vacation in Hawaii, and we were snorkeling off this boat off the coast of Maui. It was beautiful, looking at beautiful tropical fish. And out of nowhere, the captain of the boat, who is kind of a rugged guy, came over to the side of the boat and said, hey, guys, don't swim on the other side of the boat, which is like as long as two rows of chairs. <laughs> don't swim on the other side of the boat. There's some sharks. You just don't want to go over there. And <laughs> I've never swam so fast in my life. <laughs> I was terrified. So, And I don't think like my friends thought I could swim that fast, but I did not want to swim with the sharks, even if I was like in enclosed cage with them. No way. And as if the guy thought like you couldn't swim under the boat. <laughs> Scary. We're all in the same water. <laughs> I don't need to be shark bait. So I avoided that quickly. But as Sangram said, I'm Jillian Gartner. I head up account-based marketing for Thomson Reuters Legal. And I'm super excited to share some successes from our program. It's about two and a half years in the making, so not brand new, but we're continuing to iterate and show some success where we can. So some f additional fun facts. So I graduated from Drake University, and it's based in Des Moines, Iowa. We have a Drake grad in the room. <laughs> That's 
awesome. <laughs> so yeah, so I, uh, I studied marketing and advertising, had a lot of fun, and I was the co-chair of the Drake Relays Committee. So that was a lot of fun, planned a lot of fun events, and saw a lot of people in spandex <laughs> running. <laughs> More people in spandex you'd ever think of seeing in your life. But that was a lot of fun. And then I'm the person on the top of the little tykes picture. So I was a child model for about a year for little tykes. That was fun. I vividly remember that pose because if I, like, I had to tilt my head and hold my hands as steady as possible so they could get pictures. And then if I did it for long enough, I got apple juice. So <laughs> that was a big perk. <laughs> so just a little bit about me, aside from my fun shark swimming experiences, I just about me professionally, I've worked at Thompson Reuters about a year. And it's a great company, a lot of fun, growing ABM program. And before that, I worked for Sutherland, which is a digital transformation company. They sell a lot of consulting services, and I headed up digital and industry marketing there. So I had a lot of fun there. And then before that, I worked for a company called CDS Global, which is part of the Hearst Corporation. So the big multimedia conglomerate that owns like Esquire and Vogue and GQ magazines, a ton of different companies, Oprah. So that was a lot of fun working with a lot of big brands. And I worked in pretty much every type of job in marketing, including ABM before it was a thing. And then also some sales roles too. So from a sales standpoint, for those sales folks in the room, I know what you're going through. And you know, from a marketing standpoint, I've learned a lot throughout my career and excited to share more with you today. So what I want to do is walk you through our account-based marketing program as a whole and detail more about why we do what we do in ABM and where Terminus comes into play. I think Terminus is a huge asset for Thomson Reuters Legal and really specifically helped us grow our program and scale our program. So when we first started ABM, I'll just give a little bit of history. We started account-based marketing and had two tiers. They were tier one and tier two. Tier one received their own custom marketing plans with every bell and whistle, every trick in the book. And then uh, tier two were our lower priority firms that still needed handholding at times, but we worked with them to sort of deploy one and done marketing techniques. So we were, we were doing very little digital marketing. And then I joined the company and was chartered with finding a platform to help us scale digital ABM. And I'd sat in on some Terminus demos in the past and knew that right away Terminus was definitely towards the top of my list to make sure that we were leveraging a platform that understands ABM, knows how to report on ABM, but gives us the tools at our fingertips to be able to deploy digital ABM at scale on our own. And so luckily we ended up partnering with you guys and have been really happy ever since. And so just some details on how our program structured. So we expanded our program. So we service 500 accounts and they're all at various tiers. Uh, starting with tier three, that's really our, our most simple tier where we have what we're calling our always on digital marketing, uh, which should be employed everywhere. And for the most part at Thompson Reuters Legal, it is. So we're marketing to decision makers at large law firms. And so when we're doing that, I don't know if anyone here has marketed to lawyers before, but it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Lawyers 
They're great. Love them. They pay my paycheck, but they're very hard to get to click on things. They are very, sometimes they're, you know, way smarter than the marketers coming up with the schemes and trying to get people to take action. So, so for us, we have to layer on an additional layer of creativity just so that we can get people to take action. So in marketing to lawyers and big high profile attorneys at some of the world's largest law firms, our always on approach is super helpful in reaching those customers. So we leverage this digital marketing on always on approach for about 200 firms. And we really deploy high level marketing campaigns that are bucketed by product group. So my team is mainly focused on selling three different types of products. And so we group the products or group the customers by the products we're marketing and where they are at in a renewal process or a large acquisition opportunity. And we bucket those accordingly and then deploy programmatic ads through Terminus to help us get there. We also have a number of different in-market events. So these are sometimes product focus groups, sometimes more informational sessions, and sometimes we don't even talk about our products at all. Sometimes they're just informational events about the industry as a whole and where it's going. And so that's pretty nice to be able to layer that in so that it's pure thought leadership. Then our tier two firms, these are really where we call our quick wins. So these are firms where we also employ always on digital marketing, but layered on top of that are custom marketing approaches that are helpful specifically to help when deals get stuck in the pipeline. So sometimes people don't want to call us back. It just is the nature of the beast. So we have different trial incentives when people are testing our software or door opener kits that we send on behalf of the sales team that it could include something as cool as a Yeti tumbler or as simple as a bag of popcorn, which people seem to love. It's one of our top performers as of last week. So something as, as simple as popcorn, as cool as a Yeti cool or Yeti mug. We've done Google Homes, Amazon Echoes, mini iPads, you name it. We've sent people a full gamut of, of efforts, but know that what we send, it's not always the value of what we send, it's why we're sending it. And that has had the most impact on us. We also help with in-market events. So similar to what we do with tier three, along with thought leadership opportunities. And then we also have high profile events. So we book suites at the US Open. We have a table because Thomson Reuters is part of a news network, Reuters News. We have access to the White House Correspondence Dinner. So that's pretty neat. Um, and we high profile attorneys and C-levels at some of the world's largest law firms. I think it's pretty cool to be invited to that. So we definitely leverage that as best we can. And then finally, last but not least, our tier one. These are our firms that are our highest risk renewals or largest acquisition targets. So we're very renewal focused in our ABM program. And it's because of how we know our market. We know our total addressable market and we know where we stand. And so we know the firms that do business with us and why, but then we also know the whole host of companies that don't work with Thomson Reuters and the reasoning behind that too, which is super important to know. So we take all that into account and work directly with the sales channel to build custom one-to-one marketing programs for the firms. And so we have a whole host of different tactics that we use 
to deploy to get folks interested. And we map, we work with the sales team not only to get buy-in so that the sales team understands the journey, but so that we're mapping every activity we do to the sales process and that we're having a positive impact on sales at the end of the day. So while we're measured on, we're mainly measured on win rate. So of all the deals that closed, how many won and how many lost? Last year we were, I'm super excited to share, like massively successful. We had 95% win rate. I'm hopeful we'll be, get there this year, but you never know until the end. Can you repeat that? <laughs> I'm hopeful we'll get... Well, how much was the win rate? 95%. So that was big. We're going to double click on that. Yes. Yes. So that was, that was very exciting. It was all because of our partnership with the sales channel. We are attached at the hip at all times, but really we're working together to build custom marketing plans and programs, putting them in market and helping the sales channel be successful. So, and really the, the big kicker here is last year we had 250 accounts in our program. This year we have just over 500. Thompson Reuters went through a, a large reorganization and decided to double down on ABM, which I was super stoked about. Very excited um, to be able to do that. Our team didn't grow, so we're doing more, much more, double with less, or about the same. But the, the cool part here is with Terminus, we've been able to double the number of accounts that we service. We have 200 accounts created in this tier three bucket that we wouldn't be able to have if we didn't have your platform and we didn't have access to the tools at our fingertips to be able to deploy campaigns quickly and get insights back to the sales team really fast. So thanks to you guys, we're able to double our program. So, you know, know that, you know, no matter what role you are in the company, it's, you're helping us be massively successful every day. And so we're definitely very thankful for that. So I think with that, that's all. Wow, we're gonna. Anybody wants to know more about the 95% win rate? Yeah, <laughs> all right, we're gonna dive in. So, first of all, again, thank you for coming in here. I think we I discovered about that win rate on a podcast, as as you might might imagine. So, like Jillian and I met what about about a year and a half ago mm-hmm. at his decisions, and at that time, I think you were in a discovery phase yes. for ABM platform, and we met and we said, yeah, we should do a podcast, not knowing where that's gonna yeah. go. And then a few months ago, we happened to just catch up and uh, she's shared on the podcast. Again, not knowing that's what she's going to say, she said 95%. And I just dropped the podcast <laughs> there. I'm like, this is it. This is really interesting. And then requested you to come in. So again, thank you for spending the time with the product platform team yesterday, the dinner, and today also with the whiteboard video. So it's a yeah. lot, of, lot of really cool things. 95% win rate. Everybody out there is a skeptic of that number. Yes. Right. Like, so can you unpack, like, how did you get to 95%? What, what is it that, that kind of just diving in that a little bit deeper? Yeah, absolutely. So, and after you posted the podcast, there were a lot of skeptics out there, like, really, like, what are you really doing? How are you really measuring win rate? What is, do you just pick things apart? Well, we, first and foremost, I would say about 80% of our work in ABM is specifically focused on renewals. So Thomson Reuters is lucky to have a high win rate when it comes to renewals. So that, that's one factor to sort of unpack this piece. 
Another factor is we had the biggest product launch in eight years last year for Thomson Reuters Legal, and that drove a lot of adoption right away and and a lot of interest. So we basically set our goals around marketing two of our largest products for Thomson Reuters Legal. And so we knew we had a large, 80% of the firms had big renewals coming up. We also needed to add incremental revenue to those. So if we didn't have incremental revenue associated with any opportunity, we didn't count that as a win. So we're really lucky that we had this gold standard product to sell that was brand new that added that incremental revenue. But really of of all the opportunities for those two product lines, we were really, really fortunate that 95% of those closed one and had some incremental revenue with them. So it was a combination of the new product that we had, new shiny object that was definitely needed in the marketplace. And then also our strong success with renewals in general. And then third, our team is really, our ABM team is connected at the hip with our sales channel. So not a day goes by where I don't get an email, a text, a phone call from someone in the sales channel who's working on something towards ABM. So our team, while we have our own priorities and are constantly working with the sales channel, we're ready to pivot at any given point in time. And we do regularly. So I think that was a big piece for us. Right. And what's your deal size? The deal size is pretty large. So for on average, the firms that we work with, the deals range between like one and seven million on average. So they're very large deal sizes. And that goes hand in hand with the renewals. So they're enterprise accounts and really, really focused on the, the full relationship, not always just the tangible products that we're selling. One of the things we hear, Jillian, a lot in the marketplace is that, look, ABM is hard and it takes in an organizational change sometimes. Mm-hmm. The metrics are different, especially if it's a larger organization. A lot of, uh, a lot of the folks in the CSM and, and uh, sales I know are working on bigger deals and bigger enterprise accounts. And they hear that quite a bit. How, how would you respond to that? I would definitely respond to say that, yes, ABM is hard. I, I think I mentioned this before, but I, in some other roles that I had at other organizations, I was doing ABM before it was a thing. Or doing ABM recently in the last couple of years when it was a coined term, but I was in a demand gen or digital marketing role. And as the marketers and sales folks in the room know here, there's probably very few ABM titles in all of marketing. It's usually a field marketing title or a demand gen person or, you know, general marketing as a whole. So it does take an organizational change to make it happen and have a dedicated ABM team. So before I joined Thomson Reuters Legal, they created an ABM team from marketers that either had experience in ABM type efforts internally and externally. So they built the team from scratch. And then I was fortunate to join where I was a marketer that had experience doing ABM activities and leading organizations through this type of change. And, you know, it was exciting because when I joined, we were at the cusp of embracing digital more and bringing on Terminus was a huge part of that. But, you know, also evangelizing the metrics piece that you mentioned, Sangren, that's, that's really important because we're measured on win rate, but then also marketing attributed sales that are layered on top of all of the Uh, renewals and sales that come in that 
our ABM team is marketing to. So having goals around that is different because most marketing organizations are marketing contribution or at, at marketing attributed sales driven. And when you don't have one main number you're focusing on, it's, it's hard when you have vanity metrics like win rate. Well, how do you measure that? And you have so high of renewals, of course, you're going to have a high win rate. So it's just making sure that you communicate and evangelize that to the organization. Because I know through some of our changes in the marketing department that we've had, you know, I've done a lot of evangelizing of why we're measured the way we are. And I'm open to new, new metrics and uh, we're constantly evolving those too. So while we're mainly measured on win rate and marketing attributed sales or incremental revenue, we're also soon going to be measured on engagement. So yeah, we send people cool stuff and we hope they click on our ads and we're targeting them nonstop from every angle we can think of, but what's having an impact and where do we need to double down? So we're in a great fortunate spot to be able to be able to, you know, estimate that and move towards that model. Love that. And I'm going to have you guys like ask a whole bunch of questions because until now we had customers who are in high growth companies or like early stage companies. And this is probably the first time where we get to have an enterprise company who's going into it. So I want this to be an open forum for all of us. So I'm going to go through a lightning round okay. with you guys, right? You're just going to try all kinds of things to that. All right. On the scale of one to five, can be honest about everything because we can edit the video. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> On a scale of one through five, ease of use? I would say a four. There's always little tweaks that can be made for the user experience, but overall we pick Terminus because you're easy to use. So I think that's a pretty good benchmark. That's for the product engineering team. Yeah. Take notes on, all right. You talked about sales and marketing alignment. You said like, you know, you, you had great sales and marketing alignment before. How's that changed? It's evolved in a positive way since using Terminus. So. Now we have access to additional metrics at, literally at our fingertips <laughs> to be able to go into the platform, see what accounts are engaging and with which advertisements and how they're converting. So as we've had new campaigns deploy, we've been able to go back to the sales channel and say, these are the top firms engaging and they like just clicked on our ads today and filled out forms. You should maybe give them a call because they're law firms that don't normally like to talk to us or we know we've been trying to target for a while. So we've been able to identify opportunities for them. And they also love that for, for Terminus, it's subtle messaging with the programmatic ads that happens behind the scenes when the firms don't, may not even know it's happening. And then they click and they get excited where we've done a lot of high touch in your face type marketing. And that doesn't always work that well for firms that might not be receptive to working or receiving those messages. So. Cool. That's helpful. Rate us as a vendor. I would say, like on a scale of one to 10. One, one to five. One through five. Five being really good. Okay. I would say 4.75 because Woo! I think that's great because with every vendor, and you guys should be really proud of that, with every vendor, there's always hiccups. There's always things that pop up, but you guys are super fast to answer. You're always really helpful. Our awesome customer success managers, Liz and Jeff, have been super helpful anytime. We've had some hiccups, but we always get them resolved. And, you know, sometimes it might be my team loading something wrong or we forgot to tell you guys that something was going out. So you guys have been great. And I think, you know, as the platform becomes increasingly user-friendly, I think, you know, that's just going to grow up. 
That's, that's big. One feature you can't live without. Oh, this is important. One feature I can't live without is in the programmatic advertising, being able to turn firms on and off companies that you're marketing to. We're, as I've shared, lawyer marketing is very sensitive. <laughs> and we might get a call that says, hey, we need to shut off everything for this company. Don't send them anything. They're super annoyed with us. So we can literally go into Terminus, click the little toggle button. That's the best. Even though I don't like checking that or moving the toggle, it's what's helpful. All right. If you are not doing ABM, what would you be doing? If I wasn't doing ABM, this is a tough question because I love ABM. I would say I would probably be in a demand gen type role or a content marketing role. I love ABM, but I also love writing. Um, I like writing short, like snackable content and sharing that. So if I was in a role where I could take those pieces of content and share them quickly, I think that's probably where I'd be most excited. All right. So now this one, again, this might be, again, very interesting question. If you didn't have Terminus to do ABM, how would you do it? Oh, I'd cry. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably probably have to work with a couple different vendors to get what we get with you guys. And it would be piecemealing together pieces of information and not being able to work as fast as we can. So we're grateful for the speed that we can work with you guys and the user-friendly nature of the platform and the great service we get every day. All right. A few more questions. And then again, I want to really open up and get everybody just jump in over here. You have been in the product session yesterday mm -hmm. and you've seen some things, maybe seen it again. What will you say to your sales team when you go back? I am thrilled about this. So the enhancements that are being rolled out will be game changers for the sales team. They'll also be game changers for me and my team, of course, but being able to plug in at a detailed level into the CRM that we're using and give the sales team insights on who's taking action, what they're doing and why, and being able to aggregate that is super powerful. Because right now we're doing that manually, spitting out reports and it's anytime you do that and have manual intervention, there's always room for error. This will put the information at their fingertips and uh, they'll be able to access the information more quickly and Terminus will have a bigger impact on our sales overall. Awesome. All right. And what will you say to your CMO? Oh, I'm, I'm excited to go back to her and tell her <laughs> we need to, you know, definitely make sure we're using all the features that Terminus has to offer. We're not today and we need to be in order to, you know, make sure that we're putting our best foot forward. So, you know, my next step is to make sure that we're getting, you know, Brian and team in front of the right people so that we can make a decision quickly and continue to optimize it with the platform. All right, last question. This question is from Kathy. When I was asking, like, what is the one question you want to ask? And she said, what, what do you want from Terminus that you don't have? Oh, that's a good question. I would say... You're stumped. You're stumped. Um, I would say, um, and some of this is coming, but more turnkey dashboards so that we can, I can easily take a screenshot in the system and say, this is our win rate. This is our, all, you know, of all the activities, this is what's working the most and have a screenshot to give to my CMO who can give to, she can give to any of her stakeholders so that we can move forward quickly. Right now, everything's manual. And it's, it takes hours, sometimes a day to pull that together. And I have to clear my schedule and it's awful. I would rather just have that all in the Terminus platform. 
and I know that's coming. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's open up for questions. Uh, that's, that's a great question, Kathy. Yeah. Thank you. And again, for these sessions, like I feel if you want to send me questions beforehand or whoever is going to do this Q&A, like this is your opportunity to just ask those questions. We, I mean, we, let's hear directly from our customers. And I want to make sure everybody remembers that what we have learned from every single customer, I try to keep notes on that. Like when you think about Daniel Day, he talked about the fact that he's not scared anymore to be to going into the walking their CMO's office or CEO's office or what they do and how what he's doing is really close to the money, right? That's really what ABM is helping him do. If you remember Ramada from Jeremy, right? Jeremy said that, look, they went from 22 different tools to six and the cost of acquisition dropped by 60%. That was the big takeaway from that. If you remember from um, Daniel Ingleston, he's like, man, without the professional services, I don't know if I can scale ABM as fast as we can. So I think there is something from every single customer that we bring in. So this is really our chance to lean in on those nuggets and insights. Feel free to send me questions uh, before we get into it. So who wants to go to the first question? So I'm Kenny, I'm on uh, customer success. If there was one piece of advice you could give to like a brand new Terminus customer, whether it be how to interact with us or ABM or the software in general, like what would you, what would you say that is? It's a great question. I would say first and foremost for us, I think, when we were first onboarding, making sure that our we were synced with our onboarding specialist and Liz at all times and making sure that not only Terminus was informing us of how we could use the platform and the features and functionality, but making sure that any new customer is informing you guys as much as possible. Because I think a lot of that happens in the sales process where we're feeding, the customers are feeding info to the sales channel and the sales team members that to you, but hearing it straight from the customer, I think might be helpful too. So making sure you set up time to allow folks to go through the ABM program and, and setting that expectation from your customer too. I think it just personalizes the experience more. And, you know, I think we were fine, but I think our program's somewhat unique, as you guys know, we're not always focused on acquisition. So I think just making sure that everyone that you're working with knows what the goals of the program are because not every ABM program is equal. Hey, Mike Venable, I lead uh, one of our sales teams here. I was just curious about, you know, scaling from 250 to 500 accounts. You said that the business made a decision to do that strategically. Would love to hear a little more behind like what was driving that and and what does that mean exactly? What What does that scale look like? Sure. So just a little bit of background on how Thomson Reuters Legal is organized. So we have three segments of customers. We organized ourselves and centered around the customer. So we have our large law firm segment. So the biggest of the big law firms you'll ever hear of. Then we have a large group of mid-sized customers and then a small sort of solo shop, 10 attorneys or less type law firms. So they all need different types of support. And so when it was shared that we're going to grow the ABM program. I worked directly with the sales channels to really understand what their needs were because anybody could come in and say, you need to double your program. Good luck with it. But that's not how it happened. So I worked with our sales team to identify that we needed to make sure all of the large law firms were, which is about 170 firms. We needed to make sure that those top customers were automatically in ABM, no matter where they were in the renewal or acquisition cycle. So those firms were automatically in. Then we decided the small tier, we could cover that with another team and those received, those firms received more field marketing efforts, broader based demand gen. And then 
we accounted for the top end of the mid-size market too. So we hand-selected working with the sales channel about 350 firms that we knew would benefit from the ABM program. And we didn't, that were from the mid-size segment. So we didn't necessarily pull all the largest customers, but those that um, were large acquisitions and where it made sense to have some additional marketing investment. But that's probably way more detail than you wanted to know, but, but it really came down to partnering with the sales channel members to make sure that we were picking the right accounts together. I know we probably want to talk a lot more, but we're just running out of time uh, on this. But Jillian, thank you so much for being here, spending time with us, sharing the story, the story of going from 250 to 500 and, and doing it at scale at a, such a massive company, going through all the changes. It's phenomenal. So thank you so Great. much for sharing everything. Thank you. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.